bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. This is Johnny playing Chime North. And this is Jeremy playing Julian IC Elementals Elix. <laughs> yes, yes you do. <laughs> well, this is Jeff. I play Jer. My elemental has been hurt. Lan. My name is Aaron, and I play Sam Let's Kill People. <laughs> Let's lead, yay though I lead children down the path of murder and mayhem. <laughs> but it's for the council, so it's a good thing. Ugh. Ugh. And my name is Jordan, and I am I am the council. <laughs> <laughs> you would be. <laughs> so previously on Bone Thrower's Theater, Chime manages to, to escape the maniacal grip of his... Evil brother. Five-year-old captor. <laughs> Was she only five, though? Well, she is only five. The elemental inside of her, maybe more. Probably significantly more. So you were able to escape. Sam and Jer and Julian were busy <clears throat> investigating the sewers, trying to <clears throat> find Chime and not having much luck. But they did come across... Choler and Abel as they were having a training session. And that turned into a bit of an epic drop-down, drag-out fight. Which I think was our first real major... There was the fight in the hospital, but this was the first one that was really... Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of did something. Yeah. yeah, this one was a lot more elemental-driven, too. Yeah. And we learned something new about Julian's abilities. Yeah, apparently. You can see the elementals. So, now to have a small child. Uh, we were going <laughs> I have a seven-year-old. Sam and Julian were going to see Gaspar yeah. in the hospital. With uh, Abel. With Abel. And Jer is still... On the tail of... Swimming in the sewers. <laughs> following <laughs> at, following <laughs> after. So do we go straight to the hospital or are we going to wash up first? I think we should wash up first. <laughs> all of us. Let's go ahead and have a scene with Chime. Okay. In prison. <laughs> at the very least detention yeah i would imagine that as we were talking about before at the aqua rail stations there are probably small police detention centers as far as they know you've stolen uh, one of the the storage uh barges and yes and, but, and at the same time i also willingly surrendered to them right yeah so this was and showed them my credentials immediately so because you're a military officer you're a lieutenant. We're going to say that a military police major has come to question you. Okay. Did the message actually get to the major about the imminent terror attack? I mean, general. 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 Well, that's one of the reasons why they sent someone okay. to, to, to talk to you personally. Uh, and that's going to be uh, Major Shaben. All right. So I, I'm just waiting my uh, holding cell. They actually have you in uh, a small room. Okay. It's got it's bare walls, painted gray, but most of the walls in Consiglio are, are painted gray. It's got a metal table. 
very plain. You, there are two chairs in the room, one on each side of the table. You're sitting in one. The other one is empty. <laughs> or is it? There is a observation camera in the corner that is facing like opposite on the opposite wall from you on the right hand side, and the door is actually over on the left hand side of the room. What do I know about this major that's coming to? Major Shaven? Yeah. Go ahead and make a knowledge roll. <laughs> Three. You know Four. It. You know he's a major and his name is Shaven. Unfortunately, he doesn't seem to be out processing anytime soon. Yeah. I may have still known something about him, but apparently I don't. <laughs> he's not notorious for anything. No. No. That can either be a good thing or a really, really bad thing. Uh-huh. So he comes into the room. He's short, black hair, graying at the temples, uh, very thin nose, uh, very high-pitched voice. Uh, his uniform is all black. Okay. And he wears black gloves. <clears throat> and he's got the insignia of the uh, the police, the military police unit on his chest. Okay. And he has a very thick file. And he just is leafing through it. He sets a cup of coffee down on the table, sits down in the chair. Am I tough? No. Okay. Well, then I salute him. Okay. And he sits down at the table, as you were, Lieutenant. They tell me that you made an unauthorized entry at the station in a barge that was supposed to be off-duty. Yes, that was part of an escape from a kidnapping that was involved in. I had been kidnapped. And I escaped <laughs> in that barge. All right. And you and you were yelling something about a terrorist attack? Yes. Uh, that is part of why I was kidnapped, actually. Okay. Uh, we'll need a little bit more explanation. Well, of course. Absolutely. I assume we go through a full debrief. Right. How I had been kidnapped, attacked on the street and kidnapped because I had been talking to a soldier who apparently had been questioned about by some other individuals about uh, the GX... 35. 35. Yeah, and that was Warren Officer Crom, if I remember. Yes. Mm-hmm. At that point was the first time I had ever heard of the chemical GX-35. And then after I had been kidnapped, I had been informed that they were using the GX-35 to convert the barges into bombs. And how were they doing that? From what I was told is that the slightest spark with the GX-35 will cause it to explode rapidly. And that they were putting, attaching small canisters of the chemical onto the top of each barge coming out of this warehouse. At least this one warehouse. I don't know about any of the others. but So that could potentially spread throughout the entire city. Yes. And who was it that kidnapped you? It was my brother. And his name? It's Choler North. Mm-hmm. I assume that you and your brother are not close. No. We had not talked for many years until just a few days ago. At that point, I had no idea he was involved in such things. Uh, He introduced me to his adopted children, who were also there involved in the kidnapping, helping hold me prisoner with their elementals. And and so how did you escape, actually? Well, they left the the youngest one, the little girl, with me as my guard. And I was able to uh, trick her into getting on the boat and lowering the boat into the water. But during the escape attempt, I had to... uh, I was attempting to... Uh, subdue her, and during the struggle, she ended up falling off the boat into the trough in the warehouse. I have not seen her since that point. Well, we're going to have to hold you here while we corroborate your story. 
Okay. Uh, well, first of all, that boat I jumped off of, if you can catch that one, I'm pretty sure that one has one of the canisters bolted on top. It's a start. But we're going to have to, to go down into the warehouse. And Absolutely. I understand that. Uh, hopefully that you can get there before they clear anything out. And tell your whomever you send to be wary of any fire. Because, as I said, I was told that the slightest spark can cause a massive explosion. Noted. Now, if you excuse me, I have an investigation to organize. Absolutely. May I make one request, sir? May yep. I be transferred to the center on base? I'll go ahead and roll Persuade. I need to. Uh, target number was 25. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's tough. Mm. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to hold you here in case we have further questions. Understood. And now we are going to go ahead and cut to Jerilyn, human torpedo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my distance, but still following the trail of the man that was being pulled away by his elemental. The tall, lanky man who was somehow attached to a fireman. Elemental. Yes. Okay. I don't see the fire emblem until I just see this body just rushing moving, away. moving through the water under its own power as far as you can. Yes. Do. Okay. Go ahead and we're going to make a roll here. You guys spent a lot of, of fate points, by the way. I have like, yes, five, we did. like six we in my hand here. We had them to spend. To say that you're going to follow at a distance, we're going to need two different rolls. Okay. First roll we're going to need is a sneak roll. Second roll that we're going to need is a piloting roll. Ooh. Navigation? Navigation could work too, but piloting is under coordination. That's an 11. Okay. You're trying to keep your distance, so that's not, yeah. that, that's pretty good. Navigation? Navigation. 11. Plus one. 12. 12. So you're able to follow at a distance, but also they're making enough noise where you, you can easily keep track of them. Mm-hmm. But it takes a long time to wind through the sewers. Uh, how long? Because every hour I would have to redo the Breathe Underwater spell. It's it's going to take a couple hours. Oof. Because they're going to try and double back and they're not going to take a direct route to wherever they're going to go. Especially if he recovers his own recognizance and, or cognizance and is able to give directions to the elemental. One hour in. Mm-hmm. I will... Redo my breathe underwater spell. Okay. No, you won't. No, I won't. So I have to pull my head up above the water for a while. Okay. After a few minutes, I'll give it another try. Okay, go ahead. Ooh. Ooh. 25. Very nice. So at this point, you're able to breathe underwater, I assume. Yes. All right. Because difficulty's 11. So another hour passes, and you're um, starting to get really sick of the, the twists and the turns and the smells and the darkness. Yeah, and... I would also think that I would need to, to roll my stamina. Okay, go ahead and roll stamina. I like your way of thinking. <laughs> I'm just saying, because something's hard. He's being aided by his elementals. Yeah. So. I got a 12. I would say it was a 10. Okay. Another hour has passed, and I'm... Not succeeding. <laughs> Again, I have to swim with my head above the water for a while. But that actually lets you hear a little bit better. I can't move quite as fast, but... But you, you actually are able to triangulate a little bit better where they're going. Yeah. Now if you want to breathe underwater again, take a big old gasp. 
fight the face. A 13. Congratulations, you can breathe underwater. Each time having to pull my hands down over my face like pulling on a mask. Yep. So at this point, oh. you're having a grand evening. Exhausting. It finally seems like they go out of the main sewage system into a side channel. And that is more of an airless tube. So thank goodness you can breathe underwater. Mm. It connects to the to the warehouse. The, the system in the warehouse. The where he was. Yes. Okay. What's the timing between that and when the uh, MPs show up there? The MPs are actually there. Is Troller still unconscious? No, he regained consciousness. Okay, so that's why they're heading back there. Yeah. He can hear the people moving along, so he's staying on, like under the surface as much as he can. Mm-hmm. All right. Concurrently, we're going to go ahead and jump over to Jerland. No, no, you're Jerland. I'm Jerland. We're going to jump over to Julianne and, <laughs> Julie and Sam. I was just saying Julianne because it rhymed with yes. Jerland. All right, so at the time that we decided to exit the sewers, what time was it? You went, well, you all went in there in the evening time. Yeah. It was about what? You said 7 or 8 o'clock when you first yeah. went in. We're going to say that it's close to midnight. I don't think we want to take the aqua rail right now. No, we'll walk. We stink. Where are we? Yeah, where where do we come out? You were at, at the northern and, quadrant, and almost at the t- very top of it. We, you popped out yeah. to look here. here. Yep. And then and we then, continued on for a little bit more. So I would say that you came out probably right around here. Okay. About the, the easternmost side of the lower northwest quadrant. So it's a two-hour walk back to your place. So we're wanting to get to we're the hospital. We're wanting to go to the hospital. 45-minute walk. Uh, no, that's more like an hour. You have to go this around was, the, This was, oh, yeah, you this gotta was go half an the, hour. Go and we got to go around the military base. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking hour, hour and a half yeah. walk. Do we want to find a place to clean off here or try and do it? I mean, what's close? Chimes place. The park. There's a pond. There's a pond. That There's security cameras at the park. I noticed that. Yeah. There's also uh, Gaspar's home. That was uh, that's out, destroyed. That's pretty. Much... The whole thing was destroyed. It's... It was firebombed essentially. Yeah, yeah it's it... because I thought somebody went back for the safe and was able to get in and look at the safe. Well, it was very dangerous. Oh, okay. You're lucky to travel up the steps without falling. How late does your curfew? Eleven. I'll take care of any any guards we run into. Can I help? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can help. You have not rolled above a seven. No, I'm never going to roll above a seven. <laughs> cool. Just do what I say and pay close attention to what I do. Wizard. What? Wizard? What? That's <laughs> how the cool kids say cool. <laughs> That's so wizard. I don't know. I think I think they can catch on. <laughs> if we're near the park, we're also near Chimes Place. Then I was a wizard. Okay. Considering he most likely was abducted, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if we go into his, his place to continue our investigation. Yeah, we can we can go there to clean up. That's probably about a ten minute walk from where we okay. popped out. Yeah. So we'll go there. Okay. And so we go there. Try to open the door. It's locked. It's locked. And I oh no. And I slurp through. Twenty six, twenty nine. So that's how you did it. 
He just did it right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even care. Nope. <laughs> and, then, and then I just opened the door and let's get cleaned up. I could have crystallized that lock for you. It would have shattered right open. The less evidence you leave behind is always the best. Thought of it that way. And I'm, I'm saying this out loud in front of you, just so you know. Like, not trying to be sneaky. Well, I mean, Julian would agree with that sentiment. Yeah, he would. <laughs> like, yeah. He's not wrong there. So we go in and we clean up in Chime's place? Yep. Is there anything weird laying out in Chime's place? No. Chime's pretty normal. Chime is probably the most normal of all of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty straight what, edge. How, how tall are you? Tall as Chime? Five, ten. Uh, change of clothes. Oh. <laughs> she would have to roll up the cuffs on the yeah, legs yeah. and stuff. And Julian's not going to fit into those clothes. I don't know if we're going to be able to find change of clothes. I think mm-hmm. we're just going to have to. Yeah. How tall is Julian? 6'3. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about high waters. <laughs> <laughs> Why is your voice all squeaky? His <laughs> <laughs> pants are all tight. <laughs> Tony wears these pants tight. <laughs> You can always get in the shower with everything. Well, yeah, that's kind of what... Scratch it off as much as you can. Air dry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Shay doesn't like being reduced to an air dryer. <laughs> to a laundromat equipment. That's fine. I'll, I'll be miserable. No, she, she doesn't. She just makes sure that you know how disgruntled Shay is. He won't do it for anybody else. <laughs> I don't think Sam cares about doing nope. it for anybody else. <laughs> and yeah, Julian wouldn't want it. Nope. nope. Yeah. So we cleaned up, and it's like, I guess we're sneaking our way to the hospital. Can you sneak, sneak, sneak? Can you sneak, sneak, sneak? And that takes about... Have fun storm in the hospital. <laughs> that would take about an hour and a half. Yeah. So it was probably two hours past. Question. No. Yes. Go ahead and ask your question. Nope, I don't want to ask my question. You you have already stated you I have a question. I don't want to ask my question. Must you ask the question? I don't have to, no. Okay. Even or odd. You can just come up with a, uh, with a random question. You don't know how your exact question was. <laughs> I rolled a six on my wild die. Uh, of course you did. I was going to say even. I, it's established on the recording. Yes, we had this, to pick even. We had when this the red established die. earlier. I just rolled a five on a green die. Mm-hmm. 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 See? <laughs> All right. So we hoof it on over. <laughs> Six <laughs> He's just going to keep rolling sixes until he proves you wrong. <laughs> Took a couple tries, but yes. <laughs> so, I love this die. <laughs> we hoof it on over to the hospital. Okay. We get there without incident. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and roll some sneak rolls. Go ahead and make a sneak roll for that you. That way we feel better about ourselves. Yes. 40. So it doesn't look like your GM is just really lazy. <laughs> oh. oh. 21. 21. 22. You're fine. Sam isn't sneaking Ooh. at all. Sam is straight back, holding the kid by the hand, walking quickly. Sam's got cojones. Sam does. <laughs> no, no, Sam does. <laughs> Maybe that's the trick. <laughs> nope. Nope. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe Maybelline. But if you were car- curious, I got a 14. Anyway. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam, hmm. Abel, and Julian managed to get to the hospital just fine. Oh, crap. We knew that 
Gaspard was moved to a room with no windows. So you can't just go in through the window? Nope. We're going <laughs> to approach the front desk. No. He's after it's curfew. after curfew. Sam is going to approach the front desk, dragging Abel behind him. Julian is going to have to try and sneak his way in. Okay. He doesn't want it to be known that he is there, so he doesn't get asked for his credential. So Sam is going to walk up to the front desk and greet the person. Is there somebody sitting behind the front desk? Yes. For the council. For the council. I have this child. I am looking for Mr. Gaspar Neary. Why are you looking for Gaspar Neary? For the council. You're telling me that it's official council business at 2.30 in the morning. Do you really want to know the answer to that question? Go ahead and roll to intimidate. Aaron just had like this deathly serious look on his face. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I was like, ah. That's a good, uh, that, honestly, that's a good play. It is a good play. 2D plus 4. Oh, gosh. I was going more for a con rather than a intimidation. Intimidation. The way right? it was very intimidating. And the way that you came across was intimidating. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Six, ten. ten. Versus is there sh- is there an official target number or? Yeah, the official target number is fifteen. Ooh. Okay. Use a character point. You can't, you can't combine. Oh, can't combine. Yeah. I'm sorry, but all official council business must be conducted between eight a.m. and seven p.m. While this is going on, Julian's going to use his distraction to try and slip past since he knows the room that Gaspar is in. Okay. Target number. Uh, target number is going to be 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spending a fake point. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I got it. 31. All right, you are able to sneak through the hospital rooms. Go ahead and describe how you do that. Um, <laughs> is it kind of Kronk style? <laughs> well, no. I, I mean, he, it, he climbs up into the ceiling and goes across the grid. So I imagine Sam walking up to the desk. Uh-huh. And, and just providing as much of a distraction as right, anybody and, could want. Yeah. Um, he just kind of slips in, stays, even though he's much taller. Um, while Sam is all the way up at the mm-hmm. at the desk, he's gonna stay behind, and then so as he gets closer and closer, just crouches down and gets right up against the the desk and just slips around the side. Okay. And hearing that he, he's Sam has hit a brick wall, he's gonna try and make it to Gaspar's room quickly. Okay. Who said this was official council business? You did. You said it was for the council. I did not say it was official. Just for the council. There is no business from the council that is not official. I pull out my intelligence badge, and I flash it. Okay, go ahead and roll con for that. There we go. Is it, is, what's the target number? Target number is going to be 15. Oof. Tough choice. Tough choice. I got, got, I got character points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as I don't roll one on the wild die. Uh, you rolled yeah. a two. Well, yeah. you, you 15, got it. 17. 17. Yeah. Oh. Any more questions? What's the call word? You could always ask Shade. Would Shade know what the call word is? You don't know what Shade knows. I don't know what Shade knows. Shade, Shade, what's the call word? Uh, go ahead and roll for Shade. Who, who's in charge of Shade? I'm about to be a seven. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled a ten on I the Shade roll. So you're in charge of Shade. 
And in, in, in Sam's head, Shade, Sam's like, Shade, what's the call word? And Shade goes, no. Can't, can't use that kind of language. Uh, <laughs> how would I know the call word? I don't know what the call word is. I barely know what you're trying to do right now. So Sam just gives um, the name of his previous unit. Even though I agree. I don't know. Oh, come on. Roll the even. Roll the six. Six? I know. That wasn't the password. They start reaching for a telephone. I'm going to have to make a phone call. You stay right there. Is this person military? No. It is a civilian. Civilian. Julian, yes, is not trying to get caught, but at the same time, he would be trying to get there quickly. Okay. Are there many people? Are there guards out? There are some guards. In the hospital. Oh, man. Is there like a lab coat or something? Yes. Orderly coat? Uh, Julian is going to, as he sees one, grab it, put it on, and then just start running. Like kind of you're heading to a, an emergency situation? Yeah. Perfect. So okay. I can get there soon. Sounds good. Um, I just proved to this woman I'm military intelligence in a police state. So what I do, is this just a desk? Mm-hmm. It's like a reception desk. I reach for it before she gets to it. Um, uh, that would have to be a reflexes roll. <laughs> Gosh, reflexes stink. Just straight reflexes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a one on my log die. So yeah. did he. So I got a five. I got a zero. Okay. I, I pick it up. Okay. And I dial my own home number. Okay. Nice. Sir. Sir, yes, yes, I, I'm at the hospital right now, sir. No, no, I'm. they are not letting me in. The passcode I was given was wrong, and this woman is not letting me through the desk. Sir? Sir? Yes, sir. Hang up the phone. Thank you for your time, ma'am. Grab the kid, grab Abel, and turn around and walk out. Did Julie made it to the room? Yes. Yes, okay, so here's the scene. As he's about to round the corner, knowing that the there was guards there the last time, he was like stripping off the, the coat, just gonna toss it back to around the corner and just come and just act like he's nonchalantly walking around the corner, and he approaches the the guards and says, "Julian Ellis again, I need to speak to Gaspard now. This is concerning his son." Okay, and that sounds like a persuasion roll to me. <sighs> yes, it does sound like a persuasion roll. A nine. Oh, it was ten. Character point. And I got a twelve. Cool. So, so he, the, so the guards are like, oh, right away, and they, they go ahead and open the door, and the lights are off in the, in the room. The lights are off. Uh, he turns them on. Okay. Gaspar is lying there, sleeping. He goes over there and shakes him awake. <laughs> I'm gonna go over there and rock the Gaspar. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give you a quick point for that one. Because yes. you're making Jeff laugh so hard. I made myself laugh so hard on that one. Okay. As soon as his eyes open, he is grabbing the phone and says, call the front desk, tell them to let them up. Your son is downstairs. My son's down. Abel's downstairs? Do it now. Hello, front desk, please. The, the, my, my boy is down to, in the lobby. Let him up. This is this is Gaspar Neri. Let him up. Please! They left? 
We'll get them back! Hurry! Like, yeah, we didn't like go anywhere. We went outside. Just stepped out the door. Because I saw you sneak around the corner, so I know that you're up there. Then the phone rings a few moments later. Did you find them? No. Thank the council. Yes, yes, Thanks please. The please, just send them up. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. You don't know how happy this makes me. And he just sets down the phone. I don't even know how to thank you. Well, this is not over yet. Yay, he won't be on my back anymore. <laughs> I don't have a phone. <laughs> oh, man, he can't go anywhere. <laughs> you looked out at the phone and, and just, like, yeah. written on one of the speed dial buttons, <laughs> fire station. Gosh. Heart, heart, heart. <laughs> <laughs> What he's going to do is put, put his son in your care. That might not be such a great idea. No. Sam will take him. That might no. even be a worse idea. <laughs> so Sam and Abel come upstairs to the hospital room and they come in. Gaspar just, he holds out his hands and he goes, My son Abel, are you all right? And Abel just hangs back. And he's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I think I want to step outside and... Abel grabs Sam by the hand and says, you come with me? And they go outside. As we are headed out the door, Sam's going to look over his shoulder and look at Gaspar and say, for the council. And we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. At nerdstalking.com, we have explosions. We've got beautiful women, tropical locales, fast cars, money giveaways. Do you want a new TV? Just listen and you'll get a free TV. You want a DeLorean? You listen twice, we'll give you a DeLorean. Uh, Chad? We can't afford any of that. What do you mean? It's too expensive. Well, what are we supposed to do then? We just talk. Nerdstocking.com! Subscribe now. Or else. Chime, you've been alone in the yeah, I've been sitting here. Let me verify that uh, my brother's a psycho. Yeah. Is, is, he, is his yeah. timeline caught up to ours now? Essentially, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Major Chabin comes back into the room, and he says, Lieutenant North, um, can you come with me? Yes, sir. So we went down there, and we did find, we did find the canisters of a controlled military substance attached to some of the, the barges. But we also found something else. And he leads you down a, a, a small hallway to another uh, room, uh, deeper in the station. Mm -hmm. um, actually, like underneath the like platform, like down a flight of stairs and into a, a larger area. Is this the the girl that was with you? He opens the door and there's a canvas bag laying on a metal table. You pull off the bag and it's Aelin, completely drowned. As I said, she fell overboard during the struggle. From the contusions on her head, it looks like she was struck. What happened was that I put the bag over her head to, to, to subdue her, and she fought against me, headbutted me, and fell down. And when she fell down, she fell over the railing, and the boat passed over top of her. We're going to have to hold you until a, a thorough autopsy can't be performed. Very well. As I said, that is exactly what happened. Uh, if you have a competent uh, surgeon examine her body, then 
they'll be able to not necessarily confirm that exact circumstance, but the bruising should match. All right. Well, we're going to be transferring you to military prison for the time being until everything is straightened out. Understood. And we'll call that a scene. <sighs> Jer Land. Yep. Sewer rat. <laughs> so I'm keeping track of where Toller is. He just somehow manages to stay right below the surface, just kind of bobbing up just enough to get a quick breath, and then he's bobbing under just to avoid the uh, the notice the of, notice of the investigators. Yes, I am going to try and push him up out of the water onto the platform. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Spending a fake one. <laughs> That's a good roll. Yeah, 28. 28. Sorry, yeah. yeah, 28. 28. Uh, so the water, go ahead and describe what this looks like. Because in my mind, I'm seeing like a, the wave from Ponyo just kind of <laughs> pushing him up. Uh, <laughs> well, essentially, it'll it'll be like a focus of water right underneath them to push him up over towards the uh, platform. Okay. Above the, uh, the water there. Uh, so he lands on the platform. There are some investigators there who are taking off the GX-35 mm-hmm. canisters. And they're like, where did you come from? And they start charging at him. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he takes a, few, a moment to recover. But he's like, you're not going to take me. And he actually opens up, hitting, um, hitting the GX-35. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Torpedo away! <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wouldn't leave right away because I would, I would be waiting to see if he got, like, arrested. He got arrested or what. Well, you know, the blast catches the soldiers who are taking it off the barges, and their body parts begin hitting the water. So you, you hear all of these splashes around you as like hands. You can hear the splashes arms. after the explosion. Well, he can feel the splashes through <laughs> the water, and his water elemental makes it feel like he's hearing it. I would wait a few seconds for the blast to die down, and then I would jump out to see if there was any survivors and try to help heal them if I could. Unfortunately, the blast was so significant that it started, it cracked several load-bearing supports, supports. in the warehouse. I was going to say, were the two big barrels still there? Yes. So the warehouse should be gone. The, we- the warehouse is falling all around you. Oh, and then I'm going to duck back down under the water and get the safety okay the water is all rushing like the the blast is pushing all of the water up into the aqua rail system um so it's all starting to slosh out like if you look throughout the city it's starting to slosh out and cause floods in the the lower areas of mm. underneath so the splashing out into the ground yeah and it's also pushing the water like into the sewage system through the the hole that had been broken in from mm. the sewer system Good thing it's a very large sewer. So I guess I would be trying to get out of there. Okay. You're going to have to make a, a roll or two at least. Yeah. This is going to be a physique roll because you're fighting against the water. Like the the currents, you're trying to, you know, keep your bearing. Because if you don't, you're just going to be pummeling yourself. There is a swimming as an option. I don't know if you took that. I didn't do swimming as an option, but... It's under my physique. Okay. Before I do any of that, I'm going to uh, reinitiate my breathe underwater. Breathe underwater. Okay. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. 
I am going to spend <laughs> a character point. Character point. Well, I reach eleven, which is my target number. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Then I will roll my stamina. Okay. For my physique. Yep, your physique. You're going to need like six. Yeah, you're going to need a fifteen. Well, I didn't make it the initial rush of everything. Okay. You are spinning head over heels in the water, and it's a crushing force on you. If you hadn't the strength of an elemental backing you up, you would have totally been... Oh, yeah, I know that. ...gasping for air, and and your body would have been pulverized by the amount of water pressure. Go ahead and... Do you have dodge? No. Okay. So reflexes. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Hey. Oh, you are very lucky. <laughs> Yay. So your head actually gets scraped along the roof of the, the well, wall. He was wearing his helmet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the air bubble that's in front of your face actually saves you because it, as you're being dragged along, it cushions your face so that you you don't actually hit your head in the... That's good. Okay, uh, so you want to go ahead and try sp- uh, physique again? Yeah. Oh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you always do that. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, that always happens. Okay, so you're able to get yourself flipped over in the water, and you're, at, you're moving properly through the through the current at this point. Your yeah. your feet are toward it's pushing against your feet and your head is traveling in the right direction. Now I basically have to ride the current and push off walls if I get too close. Yeah, so just go ahead. We're we're just we're gonna make a three success five failure roll for this. That I meant five success three three failures. That's harder than Terra Proximus. Yeah. Glad I'm not in that chair right now. You better be glad I'm nice and safe in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so am I rolling my physique? What's the target number? 15. That's one failure. Nope. Nope. 14. 14. You want to spend a character point on that? Yay, there's your success. That is not going to make it. Hey, there we go. Um, 15. 15. <laughs> That's another success. You need three more of those. Without failing once. Yeah. Uh, no, it's 10. It's 10. 14. 14. Oh. And another one. Hey! And it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> you spent three so far. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to spend character points here. Yeah. Like, if you fail. Hey, oh, hey, 15, hey, 15, 15, 15 on the die, yes. Alright, alright. 21. I need one more. Oof. Uh, 11. 11. Hey! 15. So you are able to keep yourself 
from hitting the walls, from like abrasion, like abrading yourself against the walls and everything like that. Um, you're able to keep yourself from any serious harm as you're working through the pressure. Your water proxy is able to sense just ahead of you. It's kind of like echolocation. Mm -hmm. So you can see the curve of the walls as you're going through. And finally, finally, you're far enough away that the pressure is just becoming manageable and you are able to reach out and snag a ladder. Okay. It's been an exhausting day for me. <laughs> when you come out, you had started off in this quadrant, mm -hmm. southeast. You had gone all the way through the second southeast quadrant all the way into the southwest wow, first. pressure to yeah. travel yeah. that fast. That's a oh, lot of flooded areas. New travel technique. I like this. <laughs> All it takes is blowing up Probably. an entire building. Eh, that's not so bad. Second there was a lot of flooding then with that much pressure and just open troughs, just water going everywhere. As you were being taken out to the military police van chime, uh-huh. All of a sudden the the warehouse, which is on yeah. very close to the th there's like an earthquake. The ground starts shaking underneath your feet. Go ahead and roll physique for me. Five. You get knocked to the ground. Okay. The warehouse that you had been in starts collapsing. You can see it from the outside, just like basically looking like the Department of Tenement Implosions had been there. <laughs> yeah. Look how that keeps coming. But unauthorized. And the soldiers that were ushering you to the van, actually, they get up and they start running towards the collapsing building. Collapsing building. Soldiers. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they see danger and they go, ooh, shiny. Must be infantry. So, <laughs> You're a special sort of Not wanting to get in any more trouble, I'm actually going to get up and go down to the police van. Okay. Anybody else with me? <laughs> you know what will keep you out of trouble. Exactly. Now... Julian and Sam, you are both still at the hospital, I would assume? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Julian is, is in the room with Gaspar, and Sam had just taken Abel right outside the room. Power goes out. The warehouse that that detonates causes a power shortage as, like, transformers get hit by water. So is the power going out all throughout the city? Yes. Ooh. All throughout the city. It's going to be a dark night. And also the ventilation system for the Good. city. Dark, better than dark. <laughs> the emergency power comes on. I didn't think about that. It's really close to the edge of the dome. Did it crack the dome? Even or odd. Oh, gosh. I shouldn't have said anything. Well, two dice. Even or odd. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, it's no. a statistic thing. It's, it's even. even. Yeah, even is more likely. Five. <sighs> what the? <laughs> Statistically, even so more likely. Yeah, statistically, <laughs> it should be. <laughs> Although, seven is actually the highest statistic yeah. number of two dice. It is. Mm -hmm. Well, it was neither, so... <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a crack in the oh, dome. Cold air starts flooding in. Oh, has experienced this before. Water too, yeah, it? yes, it is. This happens, like, right as they leave the room? They've been out of the room for about ten minutes. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, they're probably just having a conversation. Like, yeah, and just I was filling out. in Gaspar with whatever we we found, and and all of a sudden, just pandemonium breaks out at the hospital. There, you can hear that there has been an an accident of some kind in a southeast quadrant. Some people are saying it might even be a terrorist attack. 
Doctors are grabbing medical supplies. Are there any windows on the like in the hallway? Can, I can there would out. be windows in the outside walls of the hospital. But none in the hallway. But none in the hallway. Okay. You could stick your head into a room opposite of Gaspar's. Is the door open? Is it? Yeah. Oh, so it's unoccupied. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll look and see if I can see in that direction. Since we can hear the it's that it's down in the southeast quadrant. You can see a, a, a giant fire starting. And, and you can, can see it from there? Wow. Yeah. This is an entire building going down with GX35 as the catalyst. That's a big fire. So when the power goes out, Julian is going to say to Gaspar, um, I'll be right back. I need to look and see what's going on. Okay. So he's going to go and look for the closest open window as well. Okay. So, so you see we... Sam in, in an unoccupied room right across the hallway with Babel. Okay. Julian actually like jogs up behind them to peer out the window. Looks like someone's going to have a very long night. Like the scene is from the outside of the window looking at their faces, but their faces are all lit up with uh-huh. like, fire. like a red orange glow. And there's all this, the alarms and the sirens and the noise going off and the sound of the water still sloshing around in the aqua rail. And... The two of us, Sam and Julian, have no idea what that is about. No. None whatsoever. I guess Chime climbing, I mean not Chime. Jerry just climbing, climbing out of the Climbing water, out of the sewer and looking, looking up and over seeing... and just being lit up in reflection um, from... So, like I said, I went down to the, the van. What could I see from down where I was at? Just pandemonium. Like, there's... Was there a driver in the van? Yeah, but he's out looking at it. Uh, there's a There was a dust cloud that pushed through and, and has hit the van. And you're all coated with, with a fine white powder, pulverized cement. And there's flooding in the streets. I got a driving time. You get to the base. Okay. So you jump in the truck and you start driving to the base. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time to find out happens next thank you for listening to bone growers theater our cast is aaron jeff jeremy johnny and jordan we are releasing this podcast under a creative commons attribution non-commercial no derivatives 3.0 unported license that means that you can share the podcast but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater, and also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.